commitment to a higher standard in thought, word, and action. So first of all, we're going to turn to the scripture we normally turn to, which is 1 Corinthians 9. 1 Corinthians 9, verse 24. It says, Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to one sorry, run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like a man running aimlessly. I do not fight like a man beating the air. No, I beat my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. And that's kind of, kind of our scripture for a higher standard that we don't want to be just worldly Christians. We don't want to be bad examples, but we want to really strive to be the best that we can be for the Lord because we, we um, need to be the best for him because he gave his best for us. So tonight we're going to talk about a higher standard in a heart condition or how's your ticker? You know, um, the physical human heart can have a lot of different conditions, and we talked about some of those in the skit. But just as a, a human heart, our human heart is really vital to our physical health, our spiritual health, our spiritual heart is vital to our Christian life, and our Christian well-being. And so as we go along today, um, a lot of you have said that you really like it when I give you a worksheet because it helps you write down the answers and helps you remember. So you all have one. So if you want to write down the answers as we go, it's there. So the first sentence, just as a human heart is totally vital to our physical health and well-being, So a healthy spiritual heart is vital to our Christian life and spiritual well-being. And that is very important. Proverbs 4.23 in the New Living uh, Translation says, Guard your heart, your spiritual heart, above all else, for it determines the course of your life. So can you see how important it is? Our spiritual heart determines the course of our whole life. So if our heart is in good condition going to lead down a good path, but if our spiritual heart is in a bad condition, it's going to lead down a bad path. Now let's look at Luke 6, 45. Luke 6, 45 in the NIV, it says, the good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and the evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart, for out of the overflow of his heart, his mouth speaks. So whatever's on the inside of your heart is going to overflow automatically out of your mouth. So you can tell what's in a person's heart by what's coming out of their mouth. And that's a really good thing or it can be a really bad thing, (laughs) depending on what's coming out of your mouth. People can tell, you know, what is in your heart. And um, more importantly, it's important for you to think about what you're saying. And what you're saying is determining what's on the inside of your heart. And sometimes it's kind of hard to understand, well, what is she talking about, a human heart? Well, it's, it's the spirit man on the inside of us. It's the recreated human spirit. And our spiritual heart can be alive toward God when we're born again, or it can be dead toward God when we're not born again. And it can be healthy, or it can be unhealthy. 
And I think we've all experienced times in our lives that our spiritual heart was really healthy and we were on fire for God and walking in love and, and all of that in times where maybe all of those things weren't happening. And so um, that's really important to think about our heart condition. You know, we have all kinds of different ways to determine the health of our physical heart. You all know that? Can you think of any ways? Stress test? Echocardiogram, pardon me, cholesterol test, walking, you got to roll them. So there's EKGs, chest x-rays, Holter monitors, echocardiograms, stress tests, CT scans, MRI, cardiac cath, and the list is about 10 miles long of different tests that they can do for your heart. And you know, a lot, of, a lot of people, especially, you know, when you get a little older, they start checking your cholesterol and, you know, blood pressure more often and all that, and that's mostly to determine the health of your heart. But how many times do we look at our, the condition of our spiritual heart, which is much more important than the health of our natural heart? We need to do that. Um, I gave you the list of um, conditions that um, are spiritual heart can have out of the Bible. And I didn't, this is not a complete list. I mean, there's tons of them. So on your sheet there, I have bad heart conditions and good heart conditions. So take your choice and write down a couple. A couple of the good heart conditions found in Scripture are a faithful heart, a peaceful heart, a secure heart, a sincere heart. Wouldn't you like to be around people that had that kind of a heart? Well, let's look at some of the bad ones. An anxious heart, an evil heart, a grieved heart, an obstinate heart, a proud heart. And there's one here that says a heart, heart turned to wax. And that's describing Jesus. You know, there are bad heart conditions that aren't because of sin, but they can be because of the situations we are in, in our life. Like the one my dog died, you know, that person had a broken heart. And you can have a heart that is in, in sorrowful or in pain or anguish just because of the things you've gone through in life. So we need to know the condition of our spiritual heart, and there's several reasons why. Um, have you ever heard, seen on the news um, where they have uh, maybe a football player you know, in high school that just collapsed and died. And they don't know what happened, and they found out he had an aneurysm in his heart at first. He didn't know it, you know. And just like it's important for people to know the health of their physical heart, we need to know the um, health of our spiritual heart to know if it's healthy, if we've got a problem with it. Um, we have to have... Uh, if we want to live a higher standard in our thoughts, in our words, in our actions, we need to know the condition of our spiritual heart. Um, all we have to do is... Did you say something? No. Uh, all we have to do is look back at Proverbs 4.23. In the New Living uh, Translation, it says, Guard your heart, for it determines the course of your life. So whether we're going to live a higher standard in our thought, word, and action, you know, all comes down to our heart. Another reason we need to know our heart condition is that God rewards and judges us by searching our hearts and seeing what's in there. 
Let's turn to Jeremiah 17. Jeremiah 17, verse 10. One of the reasons we need to judge our hearts and know what's in them and whether they're healthy is because God rewards and judges us by searching our hearts. It says in Jeremiah 17.10, I, the Lord, search the heart and examine the mind to reward a man according to his conduct, according to what his deeds deserve. So, wow, you think about that. God is looking at your heart to see what's in there. And depending on what's in there, he's going to reward you or judge you. So it'd be a good thing if maybe we looked at our own hearts and fixed it and made sure it was healthy and um, in good condition. You lost, Carol? (laughs) Okay, that's number three. Why do we need to know the condition of our spiritual heart? God rewards and judges us according to the condition of our heart. Okay, number one. It's important to know the spiritual heart health just like it's important to know our physical heart health because our physical heart health can determine the the course of our whole life, so the spiritual uh, heart health also does. And number two, we have to have a healthy spiritual heart to live a higher standard in our thought, words, and action. And then number three is that God rewards and judges us according to what's in our heart. And then number four is that our friends and our families need us. And so we need to have a healthy heart. Just like it's important for us to take care of our physical heart so we live a long time and we can be healthy and full of energy and vitality when we get older and we can take care of other people, we can help other people. Um, We don't want to be at 50 years old and (gasps) because our heart is so unhealthy. We want to be full of energy and we want to be raring to go. The same thing about our, natu- our, our spiritual heart. We want to have it be healthy so it's ready to help our friends, our family, so we can reach out to um, our children, our grandchildren, our friends, our cousins, our aunts and uncles, the people at work, so that we have a healthy heart that we can give out of. The Bible says that we're the light of the world, and if we have an unhealthy heart, our light just can't shine as well. So we're going to look at some human heart conditions and compare them to conditions of our spiritual heart. Okay? The first one is, number one, condition endocarditis. And when they said that before, people kind of went, "Ah." it's E-N-D-O-C-A-R-T-I-T-I-S. And whenever you see itis on something, It means an infection or an inflammation. And that's what it means, an infection of the heart. And we don't want that, do we? We don't want an infection in our heart. Let's turn to Jeremiah 18. And we'll see an example of someone in the Bible that had an infection in their heart. His heart was infected with, their hearts were infected with evil. Jeremiah 18, verse 11. In the NIV, it says, Now therefore, got it? Okay. Now therefore, say to the people of Judah and those living in Jerusalem, This is what the Lord says Look, I am preparing a disaster for you and devising a plan against you. 
So turn from your evil ways, each one of you, and reform your ways and your actions. But they will reply, it's no use. We will continue with our own plans. Each of us will follow the stubbornness of his evil heart. Wow. And you know, I've known people that have basically said the exact same thing. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I'm going to persist in evil. It doesn't matter about what God's word says or it doesn't matter at all. And that's not a good condition to be in, is it? You don't want an infection in your spiritual heart. Now let's look at the opposite example. It shows us how to correct this situation in Psalms 51. Now we know David um, had a lot of ups and downs in his life, didn't he? He had times where he was not doing too well, and he had times that he was doing really well. So let's turn to Psalm 51, verse 10, and this is in the Amplified. And David had been walking in sin, and this is what he said. He said, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right, persevering, and steadfast spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me with a willing spirit. Isn't that awesome? You know, someone with a healthy heart, is not a spiritual heart, is not someone who never makes any mistakes. Because we're human, we're going to make mistakes. We're probably going to make them a lot more often than we think we make them. But the key to having a healthy heart is recognizing that and being able to go before God and say, you know, God, I was wrong. Please, God, forgive me. And, and make, it, make my heart fresh and new. Wash my heart with your blood. And um, just like David did. And you know what? God answered his prayers. And that's how we have a healthy heart and keep it from endocarditis or infection. We don't want our heart infected with evil. Okay, this condition number two. I'll give you the easy way to say it first. A-S-H-D. Does anybody know what that stands for? Besides... Nursey. Anybody know what that stands for? Close. Okay, Angie, you can say it. Arteriosclerotic heart disease. Or hardening of the arteries. Or your arteries in your heart are clogged with plaque. And that's why they do your cholesterol. They want to see if you have high levels of cholesterol because that's going to block up your arteries. So we don't want hardening of the arteries in our heart, do we? Uh-uh. So who do you think would be a good example of someone who had hardening of the arteries of their spiritual heart? Pharaoh. Exactly right. Pharaoh is the best example we can come up with in Scripture. And the reason Pharaoh had a hard heart is because he wouldn't listen to God. He wouldn't listen to Moses, his messenger, the person that God sent to him. And he wouldn't pay any attention to the miracles. And you know what? Our hearts can become hardened also. You know, um, God gave us new birth and we can be all excited. But then over the years, we can just become kind of uh, complacent or not really recognizing the miracles that God does. Um, we can be, get hardened hearts if we don't stay close to God and if we start to lose a hunger for souls. 
Um, we can also, um, our hearts can also become hardened when people disappoint us or when we go, go through a lot of hurts or a lot of struggles in life. We can just kind of get maybe cynical or hard-hearted. And sometimes when we try to protect our heart from hurt, uh, we can, you know, in that protection mechanism, which sometimes we have to do, we can become selfish or self-centered or, or maybe just cynical about everything because we've been hurt. And that's just we've let our heart become hard, and we don't want to do that. We need to make a conscious effort at all times to keep our hearts soft toward God, soft and tender towards God, and soft and tender towards other people. And that's one thing. It's really good to just look inside and think about, you know, is my heart hard in any way toward God? Is my heart hard toward other people in any way? You know, have people hurt me to the point where I maybe I'm not forgiving them or not dealing with it properly, but I've just closed off my heart and it's become a wall? We need to make sure that um, our heart doesn't become that way. Okay, number three is... I'll give you the abbreviation, CHF. Easy way, it's congestive heart failure. And this happens when our heart becomes weak. It's too weak to do the job it's supposed to do. And what happens when you have congestive heart failure is you become weak because the blood isn't pumping through your body and you're not getting oxygen. You can become short of breath because your lungs are filling up with fluid because your heart's not working the way it's supposed to. You can you retain water, your ankles get swollen, you gain weight, and, and a lot of times people start coughing, and sometimes the coughing is the first clue sometimes that a person has congestive heart failure. And it happens because their heart is weak. And a Christian can become weak, our heart can become weak when we become lazy, when we stop or sporadically attend church when we're not reading the word, when we're not praying or worshiping God, when we stop giving, when we refuse to walk in love, when we refuse to serve other people. We just become lazy. So let me read those again. <laughs> A Christian can become weak when we just become lazy when we stop or, or just attend church sporadically, when we stop praying or reading the word, when we stop worshiping God in our private lives, when we stop giving to others, stop serving others, and we refuse to walk in love. And you don't want to get in that condition because a lot of times you can get in it and you don't even realize that you're there. Um, in congestive heart failure, sometimes it can just happen overnight, you know, the symptoms appear. But a lot of times it just appears slowly. Things kind of happen slowly, and that can happen with us. We can fall away from the Lord, just, you know, make a decision one day, you know, I'm not going to follow the Lord anymore. But more often what happens is we just kind of slowly drift away from God, and we don't realize what's happening. And I've seen this, um, I've been saved since I was 15. And um, I just thought whenever somebody got saved, I mean, it was such an awesome thing to get born again, to be spiritually dead and then you're spiritually alive, you know, that you would just always feel that way and always stay close to God. And I've seen people that 
are born again and then just, well, let me backtrack a minute. <clears throat> I came out of a denominational church where I just felt like, you know, there was no life whatsoever. Now, there may have been, but as far as I could see, there was no life whatsoever. And I thought, you know, how could, I mean, this is so exciting, you know, to find life, to find joy. And then I saw over the years people that had found that new life and found that joy, you know, just over the years start acting like they were in a denominational church. I mean, they had no life in them. They had no joy. And out of their mouth, you know, you could tell that they were, they had congestive heart failure and probably a lot of other things. They were just spewing, you know, depression, criticism, gossip, blah, 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 garbage, 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 garbage. And those people were born again, but something happened to their heart. They had let it get weak. They didn't stay close to God. Um, you can just tell when somebody is reading the Bible and they're praying, they're, what comes out of their mouth is different. It's just, I mean, it's just as plain as, plain as the nose on your face a lot of times. Um, let's turn to Joshua 1.8. And God himself gives us some clues on how we need to stay, keep a strong spiritual heart. Joshua 1.8. It says, Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Pretty good, huh? See, when you're, when you're reading the word and reading the word and reading the word, it just automatically corrects you. You know, how many of you have been reading the word and... And you go, oh, whoopsie, I've been doing that. I shouldn't have been doing that. You know, or you're reading the word and, and you know, God just, God just fixes things on the inside of you. We need the word of God because it brings us life and keeps our heart strong. You don't have to look this up, but in James one twenty two it says, Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. So we need to read it. And we need to do it, and our hearts will not be weak. Okay, the last one is called a myocardial infarction. I don't expect you to write that down, but that, my friends, is a heart attack. It's a heart attack. It's when the blood flow is cut off to part of your heart, and a part, portion of the heart actually dies. You don't want that to happen. And the major risk factors for a heart attack are smoking, obesity, lack of exercise, a poor diet that is high in fat, and family history. <clears throat> and there's things that are, uh, can cause this kind of damage to our spiritual hearts. They can be a poor spiritual diet. You know, I said the, our diet can affect our physical heart. A poor spiritual diet can affect our spiritual heart. A lack of exercise or a lack of doing God's word. And being around the wrong kind of people can affect our spiritual heart really, really bad. 
and sin. Sin is a big one. Sin is a really big one. When we harbor sin in our lives, that can cause damage to part of our heart. So we need to correct those things that would cause a spiritual heart attack, and God can heal our heart. And I'm going to give you three things for heart health. We've kind of covered some of these, but we're going to cover them again. Spiritual heart health. The first one is diet. Who can tell me what a good spiritual diet would be? The Word of God. We need to keep our heart healthy with the Word of God. Number two is supplements. You know, there's a lot of supplements that we can take for our heart health, like fish oil and and, uh, people can take aspirin and stuff like that, all kinds of different things to keep our heart healthy. The supplements that we can take for our spiritual healthy heart is listening to and meditating on good things. That can keep our heart healthy. You know, we can fill our mind with bad, depressing things and gossip and, and crabbing and complaining and criticism. And, and um, we can fill our mind with sexual things that are going to damage our hearts and make us full of sin. Um, all you have to do is, you know, unfortunately, turn on the evening news, you know. And the commercials, not even the commercials anymore, they have things on the news. We need to make sure that we're listening to and meditating on good things. And number three is exercise. The way we exercise our spiritual heart is by uh, one of the things that David did is repenting. We need to repent of anything that we do that's wrong. Go before the Lord and repent. And then we need to do good works. We need to do good works. And no matter what our heart condition has been, God can fix it with a repentant heart. Um, With our natural heart, there can be damage that can't be fixed. But with our spiritual heart, we can damage it. We can, you know, do bad things to it. But God can fix it completely and totally and make it brand new again. Let's turn to Psalm 73. Psalm 73, verse 25. It says, Whom have I in heaven but you? And earth has nothing I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. See, our heart can fail us. Our spiritual heart can be damaged. It can be infected. It can be weak. But we can go before the Lord and he can make it new. He's the one that created it. He can renew it and he can refresh it. Amen. So let's, let's stand up and let's pray.